Hello and welcome to Ace Talk. My name is Mats and today we are so lucky to have the chance to speak to Mr. Michael Edwards, Head of Software Engineering and Data Team Product Owner here in Aberdeen. Michael, how's it going? Yeah, going good. How are you? Ah, I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, it's good to be over here and visiting you guys. Yeah, it's good to have you over. I know it's early in the week. What have you been up to so far? It's been a really busy week for us in the data team. Uh, we are in the middle of asset build August, as I've kind of coined it, because <laughs> we got a lot of builds to do, um, which is really exciting to, to have a long list of builds to do at Ace. And so we've been we've been getting that done in the data team and been really busy. It's yeah. been good. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking about today, right? Uh, it brings us nicely over to uh, our topic, the Ace Build, and answering some questions for the, um, I guess, the IT crowd out there. Let's start with a with a basic one. Who or what are the data team uh, at Ace that you speak of, and and the why as well, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So we've got a team at Ace, a various uh, skill set with like architects and data engineers, customer engineers as well, that are all involved in this process of getting the data available for the product to, to visualize and, and show. And it's all within the data team for us to sort of populate the pipeline and, and get the pipeline set up to get that data in and make it available. I mean, you get all sorts of different sources and types and we've got to manage that, update that, validate it as well. But we've got a really good team that's that's growing and growing by the month, which is also good and helpful, especially as the as I mentioned, the number of assets that we have to build is growing as well. And we're trying to automate as much as we can so that we can get even quicker and hit that sort of high percentage hit rate of, of the data that's going in so that the, the end user can really, you know, trust it when they run Ace. Yeah, and we'll get into that. But I want to ask one more like super basic question. Mm-hmm. We've been through the journey these past three years from some legacy mm-hmm. software to now presenting the Ace as a SAS product, I guess. What does that actually mean for for you people in in software and data to create that sort of product? For us, I mean, you kind of hit it in the name with 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 a SaaS product with that service. It's it's especially from a data point of view. It's for us providing that service to the customer of linking maybe all the other products that they have into one and giving them the single source of truth. It's something that we speak about a lot in the data team as the single source of truth, single source of truth, and for the customer as well to have that so that they know, you know, because even in some of their own systems, the data might not be right. There's free text fields. There's all sorts of things I could get into that could have errors. But then if you've got maybe something else that could back it up, that maybe sort of verifies the data or can correct it in a way, all in this one one workspace that ACE provides, then that's really quite powerful. I mean, you take something as maybe it's just the 3D model and then the actual imagery itself. The 3D model, you know, could possibly be out of date, the ones that you're given. But then if you tie in something as simple as the photogrammetry to sort of tie that together, then you're giving that end user that trust that goes, ah, okay, yeah, 3D model, great. Here's where I can notify an issue that there's maybe something been added in real life since and and we can sort of verify it now with the photogrammetry. But it doesn't stop them then doing their work. They know, all right, okay, actually this bit of equipment would be in my way if I tried to do something here. But if you've got all that in one workspace, you're not stopped. You can highlight the issue and then you can carry on, which is quite powerful. Whereas normally, if you've got all this in individual systems, you have to open them up, you have to check. It's it's a long-winded journey to do that, but it sort of helps navigate that issue. Yeah, we spoke to your colleague, uh, Jason Brown, the other day about some of this stuff, but he has a, a long experience in this industry. Why do you think it's taken so long to kind of adopt this sort of thinking in 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 energy? It wasn't ready. They were, we were even slightly going back a few years. I think we were ahead of the game. Uh, I don't think people were speaking about it enough in the industry. I don't think they were preparing their data enough. 
I don't think that systems had the capabilities to speak to each other like they do now, thanks to API technology. And and the focus was elsewhere. I mean, you had industry downturns and things like that as well. So there maybe there wasn't the investment that was needed. And, uh, and it was behind the, the game in terms of other industries. But now what we're seeing is this momentum growing that people have put that effort in. There has been digitalization teams formed. There has been data cleanses happening and, and things like this. And people know the capabilities that are out there and they're pushing harder to get to them because it removes some of the blocks that are in the way, some of the ones that I just sort of mentioned a minute ago. So, so you touched on this already, but why should these super majors, they're doing pretty well already, adopt the cloud and sort of move away from this this 35-year-old maybe corporate uh, on-premise mindset? Get rid of the on-prem, absolutely. I mean, from an infrastructure point of view, it takes maybe issues that they have out of their hands and it doesn't give it to Ace and sort of the problems, but it's it means that we host we host the data and, and obviously securely and things like that. And it's something that we manage for them, again, as part of the service that they then don't need to think about. It makes life a lot easier for us to deploy. It makes it life a lot easier to get updates to the software out. So it's a kind of win-win for both at that point. And it makes the data and, and the software much more readily available. Maybe on-prem, if you had a, an executable you had to install, you maybe have to get the ITIS teams to go and install it on everybody's machine or they have to go to their their company's application catalog or something and get it installed. Whereas now it's like, okay, it's, you know, it's on the web, boom, everybody can log, you know, you log in once and that's it. You things like Active Directory to make single sign-on even easier. You can do it on your and multiple devices, all these sort of things as well. Storage, worries that's out the window for the customer as well. And, and you know, a lot of the worries that they might have that in terms of downtime and things like that, they're kind of alleviated because you're running it on things like, you know, for us, for Microsoft Azure, it's like, well, if Azure goes down, the rest of the world might be in a bit of bother, let alone just the fact that Ace isn't running. So, yeah. Yes, because I wanted to ask you about that because we have a lot of meetings with our partners, our customers. And of course, there's a lot of questions from the IT departments in these in these companies. What are the biggest worries they have? What are, because um, we're trying to answer these questions as well on, on the website and everything. What do you think their biggest worries are about adopting a solution like this? 100% it's almost that it's that handover of data. It's the fact that we're hosting data, their data. They want to know that only the right authorized people can see the data. And then once you're into that data, then there's various levels of security within the data that needs to be handled as well. And you need to be, yeah, you need to be super secure in a way that there's no, there's no risk of that, you know, data leaks and all these sort of things that, that have sort of happened to, in the industry in the past. That's that's their biggest worry when it comes to security. It's it's access to their data mm -hmm. and then, like I said, the various levels of that data. Building Ace, like you said, it's build August month mm -hmm. or whatever you call it. Asset build uh, August. <laughs> yeah. When they do come on board and we have some, mm -hmm. some agreement in place, you say we're fast in doing this. Why and how is that? We are fast. We are, we're fast because we've been doing it for so long from various domains, from whether it's an integrity build, a maintenance build, a base build, whatever that might be. We've been doing that in the game and in the industry for a very long time. We've seen a lot of the various types of data you get, the various formats you get. We know the sort of things to look for within the data. You know, sometimes you have to really dig deep. I mean, We've had examples where we've had data given to us on scanned list of Excel sheets and you're going, is that an A, is that a B and all these sort of things like that. So we've been through a lot of these pains and we've got tools and procedures in place that 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 we've built up over the years to, to help us do these builds quicker. And as the technology is evolving, as we've got the data team, we're actually implementing more tools and more towards the automation where, you know, the number of clicks let's put it to actually do the build is far less and the time to take it is even less as well. So you're going from 
maybe in days where it went from months to weeks. Now we're talking right weeks to days. And then who knows where we can might go after that. Hours, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You never know. But this close collaboration with our early partners, how how valuable would you say that is? That's a leading question, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's that's massive because although every customer is different and sometimes within every customer, every asset is different, we're noticing patterns and there is patterns in there to be found. There is enough in there in sort of engineering principles and, and guidelines that they are following as well. And their standards, ISO 14, I think it is, and things like this that, that that allow us to then go, all right, okay, we see what they're doing. You get maybe the first 50, 60%, and then you're into right the customer specific bit. You see what they're doing, maybe that's different to different customers, or as I say, even asset to asset or region to region within the customers. You build the next level of patterns and down and down until eventually you're probably able to hit 80 to 90%. And then there's always that little bit of manual intervention at the end uh, and manual work. But I don't, yeah. One day we might get away from that. But at the moment, not quite. Yeah. So so there's one specific question that we try to answer a lot, I think. And that is, is ACE tech agnostic? And what does that mean? Yeah, I, I think that's a good question. Especially from a data point of view first. We are. And by that, I can sort of justify it because... We can connect to any third-party system. There's not been one that we've come across so far that we haven't in one way or another been able to ingest, read, or or connect to so far. It's getting a lot easier. A lot of these third-party systems that you're connected to have APIs and things like that, and you can do automation, but we can still do old-school way as well, static imports and and that manual intervention as well. So we have a really long list of systems that we've connected to. And when we speak to our customers, obviously without revealing data and things like that, we can explain how we've done it and sort of mention our experience in that. And then when you go to the customers to speak about this and you start to explain to them, you know, as I say, that experience that we have, they're quite impressed. And again, it just adds that extra level of trust. It's like, okay, it can connect to this, can connect to that and and bring it in. And quite often you might actually find yourself in a room speaking to customers where, one person will say, what about this data source? And then another one, another one. Before you you know, you've sort of answered everybody in the room's sort of almost needs that they have for the various systems and the data that they want to see. And as I say, ACE has got like a a really good sort of breadth of experience of, of, of taking that data in. And it also kind of works internally as well. We're never standing still uh, within ACE. I think um, we're never shy to, to look at new technologies and change technologies. We've got a lot of very good people in ACE who have their finger on the pulse as it is for latest technologies that are coming out. They follow blogs, they follow, you know, YouTube channels and things like that. They post within Slack. And I've seen it across a variety of teams within Ace looking at these new technologies and saying, okay, that looks like it's an improvement for us. Let's go, let's do little POCs and things like that. And more often than not, then then yeah, you, you quite often find a better way of doing things, a quicker way of doing things, better automation and all these sort of things that we're always speaking about in these buzzwords, for sure. That's a big part of succeeding in this industry as well, isn't it? The protecting of current investments or original investments for a lot of our big partners, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. So one last question for you, Michael, looking ahead. How do you think ACE will fit into these companies' future digital twin architecture? Yeah, I think I think ACE can position itself very well as, you know, first and foremost, that almost end game visualization piece where you're not going in to replace any systems in there. You're not going to sort of massively change, you know, certain processes, but you are going in to sort of pull it all together 
and then work with the customers to say, okay, well, here's what the software can do for you now that you've got this in one place and now that you've got this data available, then let's start talking use cases and that and, and different things that you can do within the sort of visualization piece of your asset. And and I think at that point, then you can maybe start looking at changing the mindset of the customer about how they might do things. And, and it's worked both ways. We've come up with things and worked with our customers. Customers have then gone, okay, now that I've got this, then what about if we want to do this? And Ace can go work with the product and enhance the product in a way that's like, yeah, okay, we can do that. And then it allows us to then go to other customers as well and say, well, here's what Ace can do for you, which is definitely where I think we should be positioning ourselves. And it's where we, so far, are being quite successful, which is which is good. Ah, that's good to hear. So uh, we'll let you get back to work. What's what's September month? You have uh, a name for that? I swore still building up in September I don't know <laughs> something like that probably still on the go there's a lot of exciting things happening at Ace tying into that sort of last question you had within certain customers future architecture so that's coming up mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting as well and it'll pose new challenges and new things that we have to connect to and work with but as I've said throughout this we've uh, we've always done it in the past so should be good yeah, we keep growing together. Uh, thank you, Michael, for taking the time. We really appreciate it. No, it's been uh, good to chat. Been very helpful. This has been uh, Ace Talk, and we'll be back soon. Thanks. Mm-hmm.